pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, good evening and welcome to Resonance 104.4 FM. This is One Life Left and I'm Steve Cullen. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. Welcome. We're going to talk about video games for the next hour. That's the plan. Great, that's why we're here. As much as we've got so far. That's why I paid uh, £2 on the tube to get here. Really? <laughs> so that's how much it cost me, Steve. Cost it cost you £4 a show. Don't you, don't you just have a... Uh, I, don't, I don't live in London, oyster. do I? Just, uh, just get a travel card. Yeah, but, but, then that, would, but that, that, that would also cost me money. Yeah, I'm happy, Anna. Put your money away. <laughs> Take your hand out of your pocket. I'm happy to do this for you. Have you had a good week, Simon? Uh, it's been all right. It's been okay. What about you? Mm, it's been. It's also been all right. Okay, it's just just okay. Cheer us up. So my my week has been fantastic. Did you get something done to your nose? I was right. Uh, well, uh, my nose stud fell out. I think last night. How does that happen? Just slipped out at some point. Like, but does, it, does, it, does, it, does, it, does it slip out? Pop out? No, it slips Fly out. out. It slips out. Okay, but you've had it in for since I was sixteen. Same one. Yeah. Right, and, you, and it hadn't come out. Well, no, I like I can take 20... I can take it in and I can take it out and stuff and clean it and everything and that's fine. But how often do you do that? Like twice a week. What are you cleaning okay. with? Uh, just like regular cleaning. Could you clean it in? Given though that it's a nose, <laughs> you could stick a, a nose brush. You could do, couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, no, and, and then maybe you wouldn't be so careless with your stuff. Not careless. So did just... it? You lost it when you were cleaning it? No, I lost it. Uh, I think. I think when I was asleep. Is that the sort of thing that? You, I mean, could you lose it because you smelt something like that? You sort of curl your nose up and out it pops. No, uh, never even lost it when I was blowing my nose. Wait a second. If you lost it when you were asleep, I know where it is. In your bed. Oh, well done. Well, that is my next piece for investigation. <laughs> right, so you haven't looked there yet? No. So you just went out and bought another one? <laughs> yeah. Do you know well, how much so it cost me? Like, more God. than your train ticket. Did it? Well, I should hope so. One pound more than your train ticket. Three pounds for a nose yeah. stud? Three Does that pounds. include insertion? Did it go in the same hole? No, but they did. It does go in the same hole, but they did give me a nice little um, uh, cleaning wipe for it. More cleaning. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you're looking to get piercings done, you're going to have to clean them. Have you ever had anything piercedy? <laughs> Is that an offer? <laughs> we are going to Nottingham together at the weekend, aren't we? You're listening to One Life Left, a radio show about video games. And piercings. And we are going to Nottingham Game City. We're really, really excited about that. Probably talk about it we later. We might talk about it later. Uh, something bit. else we might talk about, though, is uh, the new book from uh, Read Only Memory. We, uh, we've got a returning super special guest, friend of the show. It's Darren Wall. Hello. Hello. How are you? Uh, very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very well. Have you got any piercings? Uh, none. Nil. Okay. Have you ever had any? Just stand up and no. lift. Stand up <laughs> and turn around for us, would you please? Just <laughs> <laughs> While we do that, then perhaps we should listen to Anne's news. <laughs> Seven oh four on Monday, the twenty seventh of October. I'm Anne Scanselbury, and this is the news. 
Unity has a new CEO, and oh look, hello, it's John Riccatello. The former EA CEO stepped into the position following the resignation of co-founder David Heggelson. Speaking about his new job, Riccatello said, Unity has been a hugely positive force in the games industry for years. Now it's my incredible fortune to have the opportunity to help guide Unity going forward. Luckily, this news definitely, definitely happened, unlike our story that Unity was looking for a buyer a couple of weeks ago, which was totally wrong. It's not ethics and games journalism you want to be worried about. It's basic accuracy. Didn't we decide that um, Riccatello had an accent? I mean, what's happened to your accents? You used to do beautiful voices okay. for every... Hello, it's me, <laughs> Riccatello. I think he's just American. Okay, how does that go? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm comfortable doing accents anymore. Well, let's find out. <laughs> I'm not comfortable. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, the rumour is that he's uh, there to boost their profile and uh, raise... Uh, yeah, so that they can still potentially uh, sell out. Well, anyone can sell out. Can't we? We've been trying for ages. Wait, so is it potential that they are still going to sell themselves? Anything's even possible, Anne. Any, all you have to do said, is dream. Right, I looked into this. Even though what they said was... How did you look into it? By going on the internet okay. and going, oh, oh, is Unity being sold? Okay. Uh, and they said, we think Unity's best as an independent company. I'll tell you what, I'm looking at um, Mr. Riccatello's career at this point. Oh, Yeah. Says Are he's you w- on LinkedIn? No, I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> Is he on LinkedIn? Uh, maybe, maybe. You should add him. Um, yeah, add him. I don't think I have a LinkedIn, but that I'll, sh- a- I'll surely sign up for that reason. You've got a professional relationship with him now. You have covered him in your broadcast, yeah. and I'm sure he's covered you in his <laughs> his daily bulletins to Unity as well. <laughs> Punk him on LinkedIn or, or, or whatever it is you do. So, uh, Riccatello has worked at a variety of consumer product companies, including... Right? So, let's hear a yay or nay for these things. The Clorox Company. What on earth is that? No, Sounds no. like it might be cleaning uh, No, I have to say, if you, don't know what, if you don't know what it is, then uh, that's for the best, because if people who do know what Clorox is know that it's something that's very difficult to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's also worked at PepsiCo. Yeah, wow, where he was hello. the group marketing director and Hagen Das. Hagen Das International Whoa. Managing Director. What a honey. Have all of those have those companies sweetie. been sold? <laughs> I don't know. That's good. maybe we should look for a pattern. See what happens. Also, president of C- president and CEO of Wilson Sporting Goods, and in 1996 he became president and CEO of Sarah Lee. <laughs> Why has he gone to video games when he had all these delicious treats around him? Like, you enter video games and it's all just people being mean to each other, beating each other up. And, Sarah Lee, you could have a beautiful frozen gatto. Did you not read about Kate Gate? <laughs> <laughs> has removed a game from Steam following death threats sent to Gabe Newell by one of the developers. Mike Malbeck of Code Avarice got pretty angry on Twitter after their game Paranautical Activity got promoted as an early access game in a Halloween-themed selection. The game had been out of early access for a while. Following a so-called joke death threat to Newell, Valve removed the game and explained that death threats cross a line. Malbeck has since resigned from the studio and apologised. A joke death threat. Yeah, well that's 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 that. That's that. Well it? done. Well done. Yeah. Don't good. like don't don't. Don't what? Don't do that on the internet. I mean be very clear about where the line is. The line mm-hmm. always maintain where the line is. Don't cross it. The line is definitely I mean, I think the line comes before death threats. Right, okay. But after um, <laughs> after banter. <laughs> and you say don't do it on the internet, so where can you do it? Uh, in the streets. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. No, def- don't. That's not an endorsement of um, street harassment either. No, okay. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Are you all right, Anne? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if you've got an Xbox One, you may as well take a picture because that's the only way the memories of playing your best and favourite games will last longer. Microsoft's Phil Spencer has conceded that the screenshot feature he was keen to get up and running is a little more technically challenging than just grabbing a frame of the video. He expects the feature to arrive in 2015. All short-term solutions point at getting a selfie stick and sellotaping it to your Xbox One. So you can do this in the, on PS4, can't you? Easy. Easy. Simple. You just hit share. the share, share button. It. Share. Oh, really? Yeah. You can do it on Android phones. Just push power and volume uh, down. You can do it on your iPhone by just... 
pressing your power button and your home button at the same time? You can do it in real life. You just take a photo. Just look at something. Yeah. <laughs> like, as, Blink. Yeah. Just really remember it. Um, so it seems to me that it is as simple as grabbing mm. a frame of video. No, we're not technical experts or anything, but as far as we can tell. Has anyone got his number? Just grab a frame. Should we yeah. tell him? Have you ever used Share, Simon? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, although, uh, I was going to say maybe this will be in the news, but it won't because it's actual news. Um, uh, the new firmware update is allowing the co-op play, isn't it? Um that will, you access through the share button, I believe. Oh, okay. So you can be playing, um, let's say, Towerfall Ascension that doesn't have uh, online multiplayer, and you can go, hey, you know what this game could do? Could do with me playing this with me old mate Simon, mm-hmm. and then I'd go, all right, and then I can play even if I own it or not. I do own it because it was on free on PlayStation Plus. <laughs> um, but yeah, you don't need to own the games, and you can join in. It streams the video and stuff like that. So, what, what do you mean join in? So if it's a if it's a local multiplayer, multiplayer game, you can um, play online multiplayer. Yes, what? Uh, yes, witchcraft. Yes. I know. I mean, if only there was some sort of new section where we could talk, <laughs> where this sort of thing could be revealed. That's, that's so I don't, know, I don't know what to do about it. No, um, but yeah. So that's. The, do you remember that this was what they? Um, it's one of the features that they advertised at that uh, in their first E three conference. Right. Okay. Where's the way? Or you, you know, you could be playing a game and you might find a difficult bit. Difficult bit. And you go, oh, I'm never going to get past this. Tell you what, I need is my old mate Simon, <laughs> and then you, and then you, I'm, just, I can do that bit for you, and then you can go, like, thanks very much. It's interesting, because I've been playing Spelunky recently, and that has local multiplayer. Right, yes. And I thought, well, uh, uh, it also has sort of LAN multiplayer. Mm. It says LAN multiplayer. I was like, who's got a LAN of PlayStation? I don't understand. I I mean, yeah, I'm afraid your old mate Simon can't help you with Spelunky. I'm rubbish at it, but... Um, I used the share function the other day to share a screenshot of Hohokam to myself on Facebook uh, so I could look in more detail and solve a puzzle. I thought that was lateral thinking. Yeah. Is that part of the game design? No, not at all. It was me. Um, That's just your brain design. Well, it, it didn't help. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't do that on Xbox One, could you? No, it couldn't. Because it's exclusive <laughs> to PlayStation. <laughs> holidays microsoft is cutting the price of the xbox one by 50 dollars, bringing it down to just 349 bucks the offer will run from the 2nd of november to the 2nd of january and will also apply to any upcoming bundles terrible news though the offer is only going to be good for american america way to get the whole of europe and the rest of the world chanting boo sa microsoft how does that price it against the ps4 didn't look that up. <laughs> Why would you need to, Steve? Why would you need to? Context. <laughs> it's a good point. It's stupid of me to ask, isn't hang it? Hang on, hang on. I've got... Well, it, it's Chat amongst yourselves. It's cheap, isn't it? So, like, it's roughly $2 to the pound, so... Come on. 170... Oh, uh, 220 pounds, yes. I think? Currently. Oh, no, that, that's the price it would oh, okay. be. Oh, OK, £220, pounds, yeah, for an Xbox One and a... Price. And a Connect. Yep. And uh, okay. a, a game. Sunset Overdrive? Yeah. Is that there as well? It's pretty cheap, isn't it? And you don't want the UK price. No. Oh, don't I don't. No, because it's not available price. to us. Do you remember not... Boo SA? Do you remember that No, bit? I'm looking up the PS4 price. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, why in, do you want In the com- States. Oh, yeah. So if I go it's, on uh, Amazon.com, got it, don't worry. Under. It's $399. You've got Siri on that thing, haven't you? Oh, okay. <laughs> you using your fingers. Darren, do you have an Xbox One? Uh, I don't. I bought a PS4 uh, last Friday. Okay. Yeah. So would you be tempted at this price? Two hundred twenty pounds? No. 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 Siri, <laughs> find me the. Pro- Hang on. <laughs> oh, find me the apartment. No thanks. Uh, what did you say it was? <laughs> it's three hundred ninety-nine dollars so in the US. Fifty dollars cheaper. It says it says after googling it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So fifty dollars cheaper. Do you think this will make a big difference in the console wars? Well, it's an important time of year, isn't it? When uh, it's not just the people that are going to be playing it themselves; it's gifters are going to be uh, buying it. Mums and dads might be tempted by the uh, by the cheaper price. I mean, there, there is no. If you consider that we were all agreed that one of the reasons that Xbox One did not do brilliantly at launch is because it was a hundred pounds. So it was it was over. It's like eighty pounds. I forget how many dollars mm-hmm. above the PlayStation Four. So logic follows that it should. But you think it should help. You would assume that it would be very easy for Sony to combat just by Microsoft have sort of blinked first and they've said, okay, we're knocking $50 off temporarily. There is nothing, apart from basic economics, to stop Sony from doing the same. <laughs> Microsoft are also still running the Xbox 360 trading deal that if you trade in your old 360, you get $100 off the retail price. So okay. bring it down even further. Although be, um, if you are gifting your Xbox One, you would have to steal your son's <laughs> 360, your son's or daughter's 360, uh, giving it away. So I wouldn't advise that. 
finally, as a blatant infringement on the Marioki brand, Video Games Live has announced a new UK date in Birmingham and Glasgow. The immersive event featuring the best game music performed by top orchestras and choirs combined with synchronised lighting, video, live action and audience interactivity is already coming to London and Manchester and doesn't even have brilliant rewritten words for everyone to sing along to. This will be the tour's 12th year with over 300 performances to more than a million people and we bet they still don't have anything as good as a Pong song. We should be there, shouldn't we? We should be opening for them. Yeah. We should be there. Well, they should be opening for us, but tiny steps. We are going to be opening the um, the BAFTA Games Awards party, I believe. Are we? That's yeah. exciting. Um, and hopefully Legends of Gaming Live will be there Brilliant. for that as well, with all our YouTube star friends. Poo, poo, pudes will be there. <laughs> Stampy long nose, <laughs> who my six-year-old son was telling me about last time I saw him. Oh, goodness. I should explain this. Actually, by the way, I don't live with my son, for those who are <laughs> <laughs> Could come across a bit weird. Um, yeah, no, he's telling me about Stampy Longnose. That's nice. Another very wealthy young individual. Three more performances of Marioki this year to come. One yeah. at Nottingham Game City this week. So if you're in Nottingham, be there. We'll talk about that later in the show. And then we've got next Thursday on the, on the 19th. Wednesday. The Wednesday, third Wednesday, Wednesday, 19th, Wednesday. And then our Christmas party. Exciting. Mm, still mm. to be announced. What? Uh, what Christmas is. Oh, I've just done it. <laughs> oh, oh, no. What, what day are we doing on? I think we're doing it on the 19th of <laughs> December. Thanks, Anne. One life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry. left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It would be remiss of us to not point out this is a very, very important day in musical history. It's the release of Taylor Swift's 1989 album. So congratulations to her. Well done, Taylor. Big big fan of the show. Yeah, Yeah. well done. Obviously a big day for her, but I'm sure she's made time to listen to Resonance 104.4 FM Whatever time it is in America. Uh, This, by the way, is is, uh, Vault Vault 4.4 and uh, reality. It's from chipmusic.org. We should point out, by the way, which I forgot to do uh, at the start of the show, is that we are once again joined by our intern, Simon. Hello, Simon. Thank you. Thank you very much for being... Good interning. So you you passed the the audition last week and you're you're now a permanent fixture, I understand. Is that right? Yes, I hope so. Okay, good. But what we're actually looking for you is for stuff for you, jobs for you to do. Yes. Steve just gave you one. Yes. A little one. Uh, you have to run upstairs and do something. But uh, if our listeners have got any jobs that they can suggest for our permanent... How long have we got you for, Simon? Um, I don't know. Like roughly months? Months, months. Okay. Forever. 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 Jobs for the intern. So email team at onelifeleft.com and we can get Simon to do things Just do us. it, yeah. yeah. No, no big deal. We don't even have any HR, so nothing can stop us. <laughs> Star jumps throughout the whole show. Yeah, yeah, go on. <laughs> Uh, is that the sort of thing you do at uh, Read Only Memory then, Darren, is it? Yeah, I'm doing it at the moment. Star Jumps of Joy, because we finished the Sega Mega Drive book. Yes, you have. Uh, quite a long time in the making, nearly two years since we started doing it. When were you it. last on the show? Uh, I was here about a year ago promoting the uh, Sensible Don't, Software We weren't book. promoting, we were just chatting. Just chatting. This um, isn't promo. 
No, no. It's just friends I'm, having some, some laughs. If this was promo, we'd have to declare it. We would have yeah. to declare yeah. it. There'd have to be a footnote. Uh-huh. Declaring yeah. nothing. Yeah, we'd have to declare yeah. this. It's just chat. Friendly talking. chat. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, you mentioned that this was going to be your next project then. Yeah, that's And here right. it is. Yeah, here it is. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, uh, you ran um, a Kickstarter campaign, I think it was after... We did, yeah, in November Okay, last year. And um, how did that go? It went really well. Uh, we were looking for about 30, I think it's 30 grand to, to make the book. It's a, a documentary art book about the history of the Sega Mega Drive with Sega, so they've given us access to all their archives. But we ended up making 98. Fantastic. Um, which is great. Um, Does it, did that give it any additional pressure? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. loads of people who actually backed it um, were like people who'd worked for um, STI. Uh, David Rosen bought one of our special editions, the founder of Sega. Right, wow. Um, Dave Perry, people like that. Um, so it was the pressure came on, but equally people were getting in touch and saying, oh, I've got this archive material. I've got this, you know, drawing of comic zone levels. And, you know, so we were given loads of contacts just from doing the Kickstarter, which was great. Right. <laughs> so... Um it's been written by Keith Stewart. Keith Stewart, yeah. Why did you pick him? I, I like I liked him. Yeah, okay. we tried to fall out. Today. Uh, I liked interesting, interesting, interesting. interesting. Because the sensible book was written by Gary Penn, wasn't it? Gary Penn, yeah. And was, uh, was Gary disappointed to be dropped. <laughs> Weirdly, uh, Keith sent me a picture of him hugging Gary Penn. Did when he? he? Hugging well, his job away from him. That's what he was <laughs> Handing over the mantle. No, I really loved Keith's writing okay. at the time, and I kind of pestered him and left lots of messages on his answer phone. And he, he's, a, he's a Sega fan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah it turns out, important. yeah. I mean, I really wanted him to do it anyway, regardless of his kind of affiliation with Sega, but it turns out that he had a, a very kind of touching relationship with the Sega Mega Drive because his dad bought him one. Right. Um, so it, was, it kind of hit him at the right age, and he has this attachment to it, as I do as well. So it was great. And it, he got really excited about it and you know he had a lot of enthusiasm for it as well so it was just perfect how how do you start off with like how do you map out the contents of that book then given that the objective is to write an affectionate memory of the mega drive uh with as much art as possible so so do you know the contents in advance or you just have a good rummage through no i mean see what comes up yeah so when we did the sensible book we were approached by sega who wanted to do a documentary book uh, and we pitched the idea of a Mega Drive book. Um, and then we began research with Sega of Japan. So we kind of had no idea about what it was going to involve ultimately, except that we knew that they had archive material. Um, so they kind of rummaged through their archives and found sort of design documents and paintings and um, diagrams and things like that. And they were sending us pictures. It was really exciting. And how about this? And it was a, a drawing of the Sega Mega Drive, hand done, of the original case diagram. Like, well, this is amazing. Right. Um, and then Keith, uh, via Sega, was put in touch with all of the old developers they've kept a network going and there's lots of people who have never spoken before who keith got to interview so we've interviewed uh, actually the guy who designed the mega drive itself inside and outside uh, lots of developers who've never spoken before who worked on games like revenge of shinobi streets of rage uh, golden axe um and and yeah so we were spending about six months just kind of going back and forth doing questions via sega translating them back from japanese and kind of like structuring these interviews so we've got 28 developer interviews in the book which are completely standalone because we wanted to give them sort of time and breadth to talk because yeah. often it would be cut down to a little quote here we wanted them to talk for as long as they would in any interview because they've never been interviewed before and then Keith set about also writing an essay which is a history of where Sega was at the time and how the Mega Drive led to their ascendancy to be the biggest games uh, video game company in the world at the time um, so yeah Keith's had a lot to do it's kind of about 45,000 words all in all in right. the book on top of all the images as well so we had no idea what it was going to end up being like but we've got like a big old coffee table book it? at the end of it yeah we've got I've, I've got I've got, I've got, <laughs> <laughs> I've got <laughs> it's good radio <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it wouldn't work so instead of talking about an art book on the radio but it worked uh, I mean that's a step on from the sensible book isn't it yeah. just in terms of pr- presence yeah it's about twice as big if I can explain it's a, a 35 mil thick nice and chunky uh, we've got I'm going to explain it now. You can hear it. Let's go for one of these. We've got um, gatefold pages in it which open out to show some of the amazing Japanese box art. Fantastic. Holding it up here. So we've got these panoramic views of box art. Um, There is lots of uh, design diagrams and you can see... Keith Sesso at the start here. Yeah, okay. let's keep there we go. And we've got uh, uh, pictures of all of the hardware, things like the Mega Jet, uh, the Nomads, the um, 
uh, the the karaoke unit that was developed for the what? Drive. What? what? It was a Mega Drive karaoke unit, uh, only for Japan, right? Uh, which was compatible with the Japanese karaoke system at the time. It was really really popular, but didn't import because karaoke hadn't quite made it here yet. It's a beautiful object. So we worked with collectors around the world to try and uh, find all of this original hardware, the kind of stuff that would cost thousands if you were to buy it on eBay. And we've shot it, retouched it, so it all looks brand new. We've got a Sega Neptune. Uh, there are only three in existence, which wow. we found in San Francisco. Uh, Lots and lots of artwork and um, a beautiful sort of directory at the back, which is printed on grey paper in bright blue Sega ink, which is all of Keith's interviews with all of the developers talking about their times and experiences, things that were cut from games, uh, their memories of working at Sega at the time, which no one's really spoken about before. Um, composers like Yuzo Koshiro on his work on Streets of Rage. Um, yeah, we tried to just be definitive, basically, and try and put everything it we looks possibly it. in there. That is a beautiful object. Yeah. Thank you very much. What? Can I touch it? Yes, of course. There you go. <laughs> Last time we were on, uh, and you said uh, we did the Sensible uh, software book, and you said, I don't like dust jackets, and it has a dust jacket, and you said, but this is the best jacket, dust jacket I've ever seen. Yeah, this one. <laughs> now, we don't have a dust jacket. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, so, what do you think it was about the Mega Drive in particular? Because I guess you, you could have chosen to tell me one about the SNES or, yeah, or sure. any of the home computers at that time. What, what do you think it was There's something about the, the Mega... Actually, Keith puts it really well in the essay. He talks about Sega were the only brand to make their... Um, their fans fetishised the hardware. It was kind of like an adult feel to the hardware that it was kind of like a piece of kit. And I think they were the first company to treat the audience like potential adults. They were, you know, they were aiming at teenagers and they basically broadened the market up so much that they kind of led to the games industry as we know it today. Um, you know, kind of things like Mortal Kombat having blood uh, and, you know, action games with sort of, you know, adult storylines and RPGs uh, like that. So I, th- I think the Mega Drive is special because it kind of, I think for the people who, who it happened to at the right time, it kind of opened them up to gaming as they know it now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think they kind of paved the way for what Sony went on to do and, you know, things like Grand Theft Auto wouldn't have happened without Sega courting that older audience. What's the most uh, surprising thing you learnt through the production of this book? Uh, Yeah, we learned loads of stuff. Keith's essay opens up with an admission of a lie on behalf of Sega, which is uh, Shinobu Toyoda talking about Sega was saying that uh, when they had the master system that Nintendo had 90% of the market and Sega had 10 and he said that they were lying it wasn't the case at all they actually had about 5 or 6% and they were just you know trying to make the best of it and trying to hang on uh, and it was just through that kind of grit and determination that they kind of got there um, there's lots of kind of like nerdy detail things in there as well like uh, Revenge of Shinobi is, is one of my favourite games uh, and uh, the art director talks about the fact that they removed an end of game boss uh, which, uh, which is described in the book. So there's, there's lots of kind of like little bits of um, anecdotal information as well as the kind of big sort of corporate revelations as well. Brilliant. I'm, I'm really excited about getting it. Uh, they're, they're being posted out to Kickstarter backers sort of now-ish, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, now. Understand. Uh, the shipment arrived today, so Just over the next name. couple of days. My name's in there, yeah. is it? Excellent. <laughs> hey, again. I was going to ask if I was in it, but I'm in it as a backer, aren't I? <laughs> yes, you sure. Yeah. Am I in it editorially? Uh, I'm afraid not, Keith no. doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's brilliant. Congratulations on it. Yeah, I cannot wait to, uh, to sink my teeth into it. What's, what's next for you guys? Uh, we've got three more books signed up, and we and Anne's just found a name in it as well. Yeah. And in it. Uh, in the acknowledgements. Are you? Yeah. You've been acknowledged. Uh, yeah. Uh, the author would like to thank Simon Park in Lee Alexander, One Life Left, and Scantlebury. Oh, <laughs> thanks very much. Why does she get called out separately? Yeah, I don't know, yeah that was Keith's. Uh, yeah. yeah. What? What? <laughs> Let's do a no, pick on Keith like Stewart. Oh, that. It's like at the, at the oh, bottom, tiny writing. <laughs> See, well, well, let's get to on the way here. Like, there is one bit that's kind of taking the piss out of my flesh. I hope they didn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've you're signed up for three more books. Uh, you have yeah. you announced them? Uh, no, nothing yet. So, okay, well, uh, so now's your chance. Oh, uh, so we're working on some stuff that is quite British. Going back to some British stuff, um, and there's kind of biography stuff. Um, I can't say too much about it at the moment. We're also talking about one book, which is really exciting. Um, so hopefully by the end of the year we'll have some announcements to make and we're working on other products as well not related to books wait a second British yeah Yeah. biography really exciting (laughs) it'll be about Anne Scanty though (laughs) (laughs) just quick before we move on uh, so uh, I'm lucky enough to be uh, receiving a copy where can people who missed out on the Kickstarter uh, pick up yeah sure so you can buy it from our site which is readonlymemory.vg and it's shipping now so it'll go out this week great Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. One of the video game world's largest retailers has had to announce a profit warning 
after overstating its revenues for the past four years. The merchant from Resident Evil had incorrectly recognised sales from green herbs that he had yet to sell to Leon S. Kennedy, as he believed that Leon would need them for the end boss. This decision, combined with the failed attempt to break into the African market, has meant that the merchant has had to let properties that he had bought for expansion go to ruin. One mansion he bought for a Merchant Express has now been taken over by Zombie Dogs, or Iceland as it is commonly known. The merchant has said that he will be learning from this experience and has already taken steps to remember the first names of each customer so that he will no longer call them stranger. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Thank you so much for your correspondence this week. Yeah, unprompted. Unprompted as well. It's great to know that you're thinking of us even when we're not on air. Uh, Jamie Firth writes, Dear team, you won't know this, but Taylor Swift has an album out today. What? She's an up-and-coming American pop singer, apparently, which is the most exciting thing in the world to some people. Mm -hmm. What's the most excited you've been about a newly released game, Jamie XX? I think the last time I was... um, I mean, I, 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 I get excited uh, very often, but the last time that you, I probably demonstrated that was when Ocarina of Time came out on the N64, and I was... I believe it to be the last time I ran for anything. <laughs> <laughs> and like, in terms of something that I wanted, I was really worried about it being... Um, out of stock and running up and down Oxford Street trying to get hold of a copy for £60. Didn't get one that day, Anne. Let's go to Toys R Us to get it. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, I was so excited I ran out. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've been out Grand Theft Auto, one of them, San Andreas, I think it was. I did pop to the local game shop to see if they'd sell it early. <laughs> and, and they did, yeah. They did. Brilliant. Mm. Um, I uh, don't think I've ever been excited about the release of a video game. Have you ever run for a video game? Never. <laughs> uh, but I am... Uh, I was very excited to see that Outlast 2 is coming out. Darren. I saw that. You were scared of it, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, terrified. So excited. Uh, I got a bit excited about GTA 5, I remember. Okay. I bought into the hype. And I bought it first day. Okay, that's that's how you express it. Not not by running. No, no. So you wouldn't run for, G- for I think I GTA might have, like, maybe kind of cobbled down the stairs okay. in an excited manner towards the post box. But no. Steve? I was enormously excited for Spelunky to come to consoles because that seemed like the perfect environment to uh, to, to uh, play it in and was not let down. Uh, still play it now. Good. I'm also uh, upcoming. I, like, I'm really. I know this wasn't a question, but I, this is for extra credit. I'm really, really excited about the idea of um, playing uh, Elite, the new Elite. Like, genuinely, I think that's partially because I used to be excited about Elite when I was a kid, and Elite Two. I remember being enormously excited, mm. like checking the shops every week because uh, this was back before games had release dates. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was really, really excited when that came out. Slightly disappointed. I'm ready to be burnt all over again. Take Steve's money, David Braver. Mm. Scants. Uh, hello, Borough Broom Cupboard. Uh, I know your super special guest this week is from Read Only Memory, whose books are twinkling on my Christmas list. If you haven't been talking about this already, what's the next subject? We have. Uh, I'm hoping it's the Bitmap Brothers who take me back to my misspent youth every bit as much as seeing a roster <laughs> with jewels and jocks on it. <laughs> Darren, can you explain what you just did with your head? I don't know why you all started laughing. I, I didn't move at all. Excellent. I had lunch with Eric Matthews uh, oh, really? about three weeks ago. Yeah, I hadn't seen him for a long, long, long time. He is still a handsome man. If you do is that he? one, make sure it's a poster book of him, though, not of the <laughs> other bit. Because as, as far as I remember... He is quite good looking, oh, isn't he? he? I mean, he, he had not aged at all. How is that possible? How can we do that? Don't know. Mm. Don't know. Uh, have the team any memories of particular studios from the good old days that had that auteur feel to them? Studios who were guaranteed to be interesting. Lots of love. Robert Weasel Spoon. Yeah, I mean, the bitmaps would make a great book, wouldn't it? Wouldn't they, Darren? <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess... Um, do what? Studios don't have as, as much personality as they did back then. Be, yeah. Like a house graphic style. Right. Mm. Mm. It's hard to hard to think of anyone beyond the bitmaps and sensible. Okay, well if you're not going to die, then maybe we, we'll get Keith Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, uh, dear team and SSG, this one is mainly for Stee, writes Morg Adams. I was thinking about Stee's comments regarding sticking to the shorter PSN-style releases, and a question came to mind. If you are one for ludo-narrative experiences where the ludo is replayable and the narrative is two hours, can I have your Steam press account? <laughs> Uh, no, because there are plenty of those things on there. And uh, as One Life Left, we need to investigate all releases, regardless of our personal preferences, which does mean that we need a decent PC to play them on. If you have one, please send it to us. Or at least recommend me how I can uh, recommend to me how I can get hold of one quite cheaply. Because I need a better PC. I don't know what to do about that. Well, buy one, I suppose. Darren. Dear team and super special guest. Ooh. It's nearly Halloween, so I invested in a copy of Alien Isolation in the hope of a few cheapish scares. Apart from the awful frame rate in the cutscenes, the not very health and safety breakable glass items left on the floor, and the atmosphere-breaking gamma setting, I'm quite pleased with my progress. Basically, I appear to have completed the game after 30 minutes when I found another character. That's it, right? My character's isolation is over? Anyway, what costumes have you got sorted out for Friday? Love the show, John Maynard. Well, Anne announced earlier that she's got fake blood. And then, mm, Simon, yeah. what was your good joke? <laughs> Why, why is it about? So I said, oh, I've got fake blood. And you said... How are you managing to be alive? Yeah. <laughs> Which is that going... was your good joke. Good joke, that. Strong. Yeah. So uh, you, I, you've got the fake blood, Steve? Um, I don't know. I don't have anything. I'm not bringing anything apart from my beautiful face. I'm intending on Friday for Anne to make me up to look like Avril Lavigne as seen on Avril Lavigne's cover of her most recent album, which I think was called Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Shall I be Chad Kroger then? Yes. <laughs> oh, I, think no. they're, I think they're breaking they're, up. Yeah, they're getting into Yeah, no, yeah. yeah but, so, but, so it's just going to make for an interesting evening, just guys. Yeah. You, you uh, had a Halloween party uh, costume on the other night, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Um, I came as Lance Bass from NSYNC's Dreams of Being an Astronaut. Dead. So what did that mean? It meant wearing, wearing my boyfriend's T-shirt, which had stars on it, a pair of tights, and a space helmet made out of tinfoil. Yeah, it's, I mean, the space helmet is overselling it a bit. Wearing some tinfoil on my head. <laughs> I wore some tinfoil on my head. You it did. was an excellent outfit. Um, I'm going to be looking dead on Friday, and that's just because I'll be tired. Excellent. Thank you very much for your letters. Do keep them coming in uh, to... Team at OneLifeLeft.com. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world, and an okay video game radio show. Uh, All yeah. right, a brilliant yeah, video game radio show. Yeah, it's really pumped you. up. Um, I'm enjoying today's show. This is Slowing Down the Chaos by Mr. Beep. It's good. Thanks. I like thought it was it. good. I think the music today is excellent. Hopefully we'll have a chance to play another track 
later on in the show as well. Uh, so we should talk about Nottingham. Yes, it's going on now, isn't it? Hello, Nottingham. Hello. I'm sure you're all Hello. listening at an event. Nottingham. Nottingham Live listening. Game City. Nottingham Game City. Uh, one Life Left Branding. Game City to everybody else. Uh, we're really, really excited about getting down there finally, aren't we? On Friday. Friday. Friday night. I'm travelling from France. Steve's coming over from Spain. London. You're coming from London. Yeah, we're coming from the four corners of the globe. We are. <laughs> That's three. Sh- just go with it, Steve. Okay. Uh, so we're at nine o'clock, aren't we? After Mike Biffle's thing. Biffle's opening for us again. Mm. He's got canapes. We'll be, we'll be there. Will someone bring us some canapes? I assume we're going to have to set up no, we'll, beforehand. We'll, 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 we'll rock just up. Bring Apparently us, like... it's really close, Biffle's place this time. So you've, you, if you're going to Biffle, Biffle's thing, oh, you have to or if along. you are Biffle, you yeah. have no excuse for not being there. Let's sing him in. But if you can, we? bring yeah. some canapes along. What rhymes with Biffle? I was going to say, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> sniffle. What rhymes, with vo- yeah, sniffle. what rhymes with volume? Volume. Volume, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Okay. And do they fit in any songs? Yeah. Yeah, good. So we're going to be doing that on uh, on Friday nights. and we Free will, to attend. Free to attend. We will sing songs at you. There'll be new songs there. Uh, you two are writing one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, and then we will be partying on Saturday night as well at the Game City party. Yeah. Right old party. Mm-hmm. Right knees up. Right old knees up. That's going to be jolly. Yeah, looking forward to it. They've got a new venue. Uh, is, is that why? And are they... No, the party's not in the venue, is no, it? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Not allowed. Party. No. Not allowed. Okay. Due to uh, reasons. Apparently, if we party in the venue, someone will go to jail. Which sounds like... Do we get to pick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we? That's how it works, yeah. Interesting. Uh, very excited about that, though. It's going to be lovely to see their new venue. Looking forward to it. Come back and tell everyone about it. Yeah. All right, let's have a bit of Super Roger World, and we'll be back after this. Hello, Super Roger fans. Look, someone has to be brave enough to address corruption head-on, and as it's likely to increase sales of my book, I'm willing to do it. The following statement contains a list of corrupt practices I've seen in the games industry, mainly performed by people I'm unwilling to work with again. I haven't run it past my lawyer yet, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Number one. is frequently seen with even though he's married to Number two. Won a Game of the Year award only because with And if you don't believe me, I've got the to prove it. Number three. Everyone knows that is but no one wants to say anything about it because until after it's released. Number four. Number five. I've often been accused of getting where I am by exchanging money and favours for work. But in fact, the only thing I've ever done is more often than not, it's people trying to do it to me. Well, there you go. I've got that off my chest. Beyond that, the games industry is actually far less sordid and incestuous than you'd think. I, for one, avoid journalists at all costs because they're usually too Star Trek to say anything to me or even admit that they recognise me. Having said that, I'd like to send a big thank you to the guys at for dinner the other night, and I hope you appreciate that I didn't say anything about you-know-what. This is uh, Sayobo Nation. It's really hard to say. Sayobo Nation and Lylos again. It's from chipmusic.org. Go there. Have a look. We're One Life Left. We're a radio show about video games that plays chipchip music. What are you holding up there, Darren? Oh, I've got a, a Sega Mega Drive production drawing replica, which I've just got from the screen printers. This is the, the hot off the press test. Wow. It's, uh, it's fantastic. We should take a photo of that and tweet it. Yeah, we? that'd be it cool. Beautiful. It's a shame yeah. to what, the selfie stick. How, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's an exact replica of the uh, Japanese uh, original drawing of the case, uh, which we've uh, screen printed on semi-transparent stock, and a lot of our Kickstarter people are going to get this soon, and it'll be on sale soon. Wow. It's pretty. And that's exclusive to the Kickstarter backers, I assume. Uh, no, it's going to go on sale soon to the... Oh, right. So unexclusive to Unexclusive to the Kickstarter backers. They'll get it first. Excellent. Um, I just got a text from Keith. So, <laughs> so thanks, thanks, Keith. Just read, uh, just read your thanks. Good one. Uh, and he uh, missed that bit because he was putting his kids to bed. Oh, mm, maybe I should text him too and thank him <laughs> for that mention to... Is he coming to Nottingham? Yeah. He's up there now. I thought he's up... No, no he's, he's on not his up way there. there. He said he's at his parents-in-law. Where's right. that? To be honest, this is... That's more information than anyone needed. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay, uh, what are we going to do now? Reviews? Or Simon, how are you getting on with the tweet? I'm just trying to compose it, actually. Your ROM alerts on Twitter, That's aren't you, right, Dan? Yeah. Okay. With the poster. Should I put poster? Yeah, mm. perfect. Okay. Uh, we haven't okay. had any suggestions of things for our intern to do yet. Did you just hold up, hold up the poster? Did. Oh, yeah, Excellently. That's two, jo- two Without jobs. even being asked. Have you held up a poster before, Simon? Yes, I think so. Okay. So we're not really adding to your experience, are we? He did it like yeah. a pro. Yeah. Uh, okay. Was it as big as that? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> who, was, who, was, who was on it? I don't remember. This is the review section, and that was the sound of me trying to hurry along <laughs> <laughs> to the next part of One Life Left. Uh, what have you been playing this week? Anne? Oh, I've been playing, hang on. I can't really... Uh, Botanicular. Botanicular. Uh, which is an iPad game. Um, and it is not a game in the sense of it's... So it's a point-and-click, not adventure, it's a point-and-click sort of exploration game where see, the sort of narrative is there is a tree... And there is a spider on the tree that is sucking the life out of it. Uh, and you play as a group of little, uh, like, leaves and seeds and um, little flying things uh, going around the tree trying to, like, uncover, like, trying to do little puzzles, but mostly just exploring this lovely tree and finding uh, new uh, little creatures and um, little eggs and little bits of nature all around it um, and trying to avoid this spider that will chase after you a little bit sometimes um yeah it's just really beautiful and really uh really soothing um just lovely and the uh, audio for it is incredible as well mm-hmm. very nice point it at it and click on it and you'll have a lovely time how much did you pay for this game uh oh it wasn't an expensive one i think it was maybe like I can't remember, but I think it was only like a couple of quid. It's just money to you, isn't it? It's just money. It's just money. It just comes out of your account, doesn't it? And you don't even really know. <laughs> exactly. You just put your thumb. Only you could pay on for it. it with your tube card, and then oh, it wouldn't matter. Be brilliant. It'd it'd be just free, be, wouldn't it? Yeah, magic. Uh, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. I have been playing Motorsport Manager. Oh yeah. On the i on the iOS devices. On the iOSs. <laughs> I'm playing on my iPad Mini. Um, it is, uh, well. Given that I um, dislike Formula One and don't really get on with management games... Mm-hmm. How's this going? I'm really enjoying it. Really? Yeah, and I don't understand what... I really genuinely do not understand why I'm enjoying this. Um, so it places you in charge of a fledgling motorsport company, Byronic Cars, with a Z. <laughs> I put that in, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't automatically in there. Oh. Um, and you manage two drivers, and you are set objectives, and... Um, yeah, it's quite a simple management game. Um, you uh, have to qualify, and then you have race strategies. But there are only there are three types of um, car design and three types of gear ratios. So essentially, there are nine choices for race strategy, and then in uh, you choose when to pit and stuff. And it's presented really nicely. So it's sort of cartoony graphics in between the races, and the races themselves are you just watch dots go around in a sort of tilt shifted view. Um, and yeah, I've been really surprised about how much I've been playing it. I don't even know why I bought it. I tell you what I do, because Pocket Gamer told me it was cheap, and I was like, okay, right, it's half price. It's two pounds, it was, Anne. I paid for it. A couple of quid. Um, just a couple of quid, just, just money. Comes out the pocket, it's just money, it? yeah. <laughs> it just falls out of the bank. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly recommend it. So even if, like me, you don't like Formula One, and like me, you don't really get on with management games, uh, this is the Formula One management game for you. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Brilliant. 
I've been playing, uh, we mentioned this last week, uh, a game called Picks the Cat. Yeah, now. Yeah. No, no. I wanted to have a word with you. This, uh, the road not taken. Didn't want, I reviewed Road Not Taken. Yeah, and last told you week. To go and play I it. did. Now, I thought it was on Vita. It's not. Ah, setting okay. on PS4 on at the moment. PS4, yeah, so I was dis- genuinely. I was. Well, I got back from the show and I loaded up the store. I'm like, oh, this sounds excellent. I said to Steve, I'll go and play it, mm. and then not available. I'm like, ah, what's going I'm on? Yeah, but it's coming to Vita. Right. Okay. Right. Anyway, go on. Good. Well, that's, that's for sure. I, just, I, just, I mean, I just felt. I just felt you could have been clearer about it last week, Steve. And, okay. and you know, I, I, good. Good. You call me up. On yeah. You know, I don't, don't do, want to. Do we not have clarifications? Corrections. We have the apologies music, which we haven't used for ages. I'm just saying it might be an idea. Maybe. Maybe I should. It, it may be just it something to think about. Okay. Okay. Picks the cat. Yeah, what, what, what's this on? Picks the cat is what definitely on PS4. Okay. Might be on other things. It's also on Vita. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Have you, have you, <laughs> I think so. Have you, have you played it? No. Okay. I've downloaded it to my Vita. I've not played it yet. Anyone else played it? No? No. All right. So I can say what I want at this point. Um, Picks the cat is a modern reinterpretation of Snake maybe a little bit you control a tiny oh, that's, what that's what the kids have been I know after, the kids, been, kids been ages since the Nokia exactly <laughs> Nokia's aren't no, even I called don't. Nokia's <laughs> anymore are they no, it's time, time, time for Snake to come back <laughs> is it like Snake in that it is instead of it being a snake it's a cat mmm so you're a cat who goes around collecting eggs. Perfect. And when you collect the egg, the egg hatches into a duckling behind you and follows you around for the rest of the level. It's It's got a few different game modes. The main game mode is arcade, where you collect all the eggs and then you drop the ducklings off in, I guess they're little, I don't know, duckling spots. I don't know what they are exactly. Nests? And then you proceed through the exit, proceed to the exit, which sort of zooms in, and then suddenly you're on the next one, and you're collecting more eggs and stuff, and you're trying to get all of these things, trying to drop them off without dropping any eggs off before you collect all the eggs on the level. You've got to collect all the eggs on the level, then drop them off. Not collect a few, drop a few off, then collect the rest. So you do have to put all your eggs in one basket? Uh, not in one basket, in several baskets, unfortunately. So you have to put all your eggs there in several? There are as many baskets on the screen as there are eggs. Don't Basically, no, no, it's... That's yeah, taking Snake to easy. the next level. Right? I, I mean, it was missing baskets, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I can't, I, I'm not exactly ducks. sure they are baskets. There's also a mode which is pure puzzle solving, and then there's a mode which is nostalgia mode, where it's all done in kind of Steamboat Mickey-style graphics. This game is beautiful, like intense, as beautiful a game of sort of Snake as you can imagine. Very cartoony, uh, very neon, if you like that. I know you don't, Simon, I think. Uh, and also... I've commented on neon. I, I mean, you've me. talked about how we, you don't like neon minterish games. I'm sure no, it's just I, 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 um, it's to be honest with you, yeah, it isn't how, what they look like, okay. it's how they play, right, which is okay. generally awful. <laughs> okay. So you took a book about Jeff Minter down. <laughs> <laughs> don't, because it'll look awful. <laughs> Play or you won't be able to read it. Neon paint. <laughs> so the reason I wanted someone else to have played it is because I'm not sure how I feel about it. I theoretically don't like it, but can't stop playing it. It is definitely beautiful. The nostalgia mode is amazing, and I've completed that. But it's so hard. And the arcade mode has that weird thing where you can do the first two minutes kind of perfectly, and you get so used to that that it becomes a bit of a chore. And then you can definitely screw up two, two minutes and fifteen seconds in and find yourself having to do the whole start of it again. But somehow it's compulsive compelling it was free on PSN so for that price might as well give it a shot might as well, yeah. might as well just download it um, for a certain amount of money maybe you'll be disappointed I wasn't I can't really understand my own feelings someone tell me what to think 7 out of 10 good I saw Gone Girl yesterday and I and I, and I, I left with the same feeling yeah. I wasn't sure whether I liked it I mean yeah we thought it was good but I don't know if I, but right. I also don't know what I thought of it yeah. Darren Alien Isolation. Yeah, so oh, I bought yeah. a PS4 to, just to play Alien Did Isolation. You? Yeah, I'm wow, a big Alien that's fan. An endorsement. So mm. I was excited by the whole alienness of it and the analog world and the kind of beautiful atmosphere and all of that. And uh, yeah, I like it a lot. I'm not very good at the uh, scary games that actually just do jump scares. I thought Dead Space Two, and I actually screamed at people when they walked in the room in real life because I was just so <laughs> tense. Uh, but this is different. It kind of goes for the sense of dread, and I think that's what makes it great. It doesn't go for jump scares so much as it does about atmosphere and and building that sense of kind of creepy sort of like late 1970s sci-fi dread and uh, I haven't actually seen an alien yet so <laughs> so it's kind of early on but yeah really liking it 7 out of 10 excellent um, I think that concludes the review section I feel like, no it doesn't hmm. 
Simon. Hi. Hi. Should we do a joint review? Because we've got time at yeah. the moment. Sure. Um, what, should we, what should we jointly review? Well, I saw you've been playing Retry. I have, yes. I yes. Have. And I've been playing Retry. Did you see that because well. what, we're Google Play friends? Is that, was that how you saw it or did you see me tweet about um, it? I saw you it. talking about it on the internet and I thought, what's Retry? What? Mm. So, what is Retry? It's a game from uh, Chilingo, but it's a different arm of Chilingo, I think. Um, well, it says in the it says in the uh, instructions or in the play advertisement, uh, we're from we're the people in the room next to the guys who made Angry Birds. Excellent. It's a. Um, it reminds me of uh, old console games like Loops and a couple of other biplane games, but this one is uh, made specifically for mobile. You are a little. Um, plane and you have to get from the left hand side to the right hand side of these vast levels does sound easy and you control the plane by uh when you push you touch the screen you sort of you accelerate and so the plane will lift off and then raise its nose if you hold the um if you could carry on holding your finger to the screen the plane then flips to the 360 um and that's it really you have to it's so so every touch every touch accelerates you and slightly lifts you up yeah so if you keep tapping it in a Flappy Bird style yeah. way, then you'll keep going in a horizontal line. If you hold, then you'll end up flipping over onto yeah. your back, right? Um, yeah, and it has some. Um, so as the levels are pretty large, uh, if you touch anything uh, with your plane, you die instantly, and you hit retry. It's in a, great... a really sort of unsatisfying way, though. There's no like explosion or anything. It right, just goes retry. Yeah. retry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you, but you sort of always know it's coming. Mm. Um, and it has these midway um, checkpoints that you can... So it's free to download. Um, you can pay coins to activate these mid-level checkpoints. Or you can watch adverts. Yeah. Have you been doing that? The uh, the advert for the slow-mo guys. Exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> I've seen that advert many yeah. times. <laughs> really, I thought it was quite a clever way of doing it. Yeah, and I thought it was a brilliant mechanic. Yeah. Because... It's your own fault if yeah. you don't watch the adverts, and it knows. It does know. It does you have to watch it all the way through. I sometimes, I sometimes put the phone down, though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Close my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> they can't detect that yet. Um, but it's, yeah, it's good. It's, I mean, it's incredibly hard. Uh, mm. I'm only on sort of maybe level and nine or ten. And it's hard for a reason, because it wants like you to use the checkpoints. Yeah, but it, does, it never feels unfair. And yeah, I, I thought, you know, in an age of very cynical uh, mobile games it, it, it felt refreshing it felt different um, even though it's it, as you say it feels it's like it, you could say it's a little like Flappy Bird although I mean you, you, I, I thought it's great really well designed and you can sort of roll your eyes at the difficulty and say yeah well it's just intended to make you make you watch the adverts it's quite upfront about that yeah. sort of stuff and I would Obviously, prefer. I would personally, I would prefer a game that I bought for two quid and there wasn't that sort of stuff in it. it. Had a nice difficulty curve. The checkpoints were placed there for a reason, you know, just to tempt you a little bit further. But this, you know, it's free, and yeah. so <laughs> I can't ask for my money back. And I, I can play it for as long as I get frustrated and then stop playing it. And I, I, you know, I think it's completely valid implementation of that design mechanic. Stuart Campbell doesn't like it. I don't think he tweeted at me saying that uh, he accused me of being a Rick Dangerous fan, and I thought that was a little, <laughs> a little unfair because that was certainly not. Um, but Rick Dangerous uh, kills you or kills you as an, old, as an old computer game, killed you by surprise. So you'd be walking like, like it was the precursor to Spelunky um, many many years ago. You'd be walking along, and all of a sudden the floor would give way. Spike and you'd die, and you couldn't. The only way that you could uh, work that out was through playing it again. Whereas retry, it, I mean, it's funny how you always you tend to clip the side, the, the same part of a level. It's sort of, I think it does that thing where it gets into your brain, and you know that you're going to fail. I sort of bit. see where, where Stuart's coming from. It's there are some levels that I refuse to believe it would be possible to do the first time through because. You need to be aware, although, you know, you can always see where you're going, the stuff comes on very, very quickly, and you need to be aware of whether you're going to go on the inside of this corner in order to be able to get through the bank in the next bit. However, that is an increasingly valid mechanic these days as well. In Rick Dangerous, you were very limited to the number of lives, and then you would have to go right back to the beginning and go through the bit you already recognised. Here, even if you're not paying for the checkpoints, there are effectively checkpoints every level. You just restart the level again and yeah you are learning it but the whole point of the game is called retry that's it's good it's yeah. a great name yeah i uh, i was surprised by how much i enjoyed it and you're gonna check it out mm. no darren i like the sound of it there you go i'm on board seven out of ten, seven out of ten. <laughs>
One Life Left, Resonance 104.4 FM, and we are still talking about how sexy Eric Matthews is. <laughs> he must be 50, mustn't he? Is he looking good, huh? He looks so good. Can't Let me wait. See Ludicrous. Yeah, live. Uh, I mean, you know, you're not objectifying men now, are you? Obviously, but <laughs> live you are, you are going to bring a picture of Eric Matthews Man- up to tell us whether you find him attractive. If he's attractive, will you make it your phone wallpaper? Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Eric Matthews, actor. No, no. Bitmap Brothers. Bitmap Eric. Bitmap Eric. Right, hang on. So previously, uh, your your. I think it's Tamim you fancy the most, isn't it? Yeah. Tamim's your uh, oh, hunting that, game um, development. Dante. That's yes. Dante. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> right, while she's doing that, so uh, we can find your website where, Darren? Uh, readanymemory.vg. And that's where we can buy this and the Sensible yes. book as well? Yes, uh, Sensible and Sega Mega Drive Collector Works all shipping now. If you want to read about the world champion of Sensible Sock on page 112 of the Sensible. That's, that's a little Simon Byron. This is Groovemaster 303. It's a song called Pump It. Anne, how are you doing? Uh, not great. Okay, we'll have not to come back him. to this next week. Yeah. Can Don't we just worry, ask I'll... Siri? Shall I ask Siri if Just he's ask, sexy? ask Siri. Ask Siri. We've got 30 seconds to Siri, play. is Eric Matthews sexy? Let me have a look. Okay, I found this on the web. No, no conclusive opinions. Right, thanks, okay. Siri. <laughs> great. Uh, so we'll see you, all of you in Nottingham on Friday. Yes. Oh, yeah. Simon, you're going to be there? doesn't think so okay so all of you minus one yeah all right Right, please come along uh until then and we'll otherwise we'll see you next monday right yeah Yeah. okay thanks for coming on darren thank you bye bye bye. bye. Bye.